Second Chronicles 9.21. This scripture is talking about King Solomon. He said, For the king's ships went to Tarshish with the servants of Hiram. Once every three years, the merchant ships came, bringing gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys. So one thing I wanted to see is that Solomon was a king, but he decided that he would not just sit on the throne as a king and rule, but he would also get involved into business. So he had ships, and the Bible called them merchant ships. The word merchant is another word that means an entrepreneur. An entrepreneur is a business owner. Is somebody who, who takes a business idea, builds an organization to create a product that has value. Everybody say value. But this is what the Bible is saying. And when the merchant ships go out, they bring gold, silver, ivory, apes, and monkeys to sell. Verse 22. So King Solomon surpassed all the kings of the earth in riches and wisdom. So when Solomon has become very rich. It is because of his commercial venture, the business that he got himself involved in. He exceeded all kings of the earth in wisdom and riches. May that be your story in Jesus' name. Verse 23. And all the kings of the earth sought the presence of Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. So, Another thing that Solomon did was that he decided that the gift God has given him, which is wisdom, he would trade with it. So what he did was that he began to make his wisdom popular. And then Bible said all the kings of the earth, in other words, head of states from many nations, they come to him for counsel, for advice. In other words, if you are the head of state and you don't know how to control the dollar, you go to Solomon. If Solomon was alive today, I would think he would, need, he would have needed to help some countries, which I will not mention any names. They came to him, head of states, with national issues. He was offering global consultancy to nations. And look at verse 24. Each person brought his presence. So each of these people, when they were coming to consult Solomon, they didn't come empty-handed. They were paying. And they were paying in gold, garments, armor, spices, horses, and mills at a set rate year by year, year by year. 25, Solomon had 4,000 stores of horses and chariots and 12,000 horsemen whom he had stationed in the chariots, cities, and with the king at Jerusalem. We'll read Genesis 24. Let me give you Abraham's example, verse 34. And he said, I am Abraham's servant. Now, anytime the Bible talks about servants, most of the time, especially in the Old Testament, most of the time, they are talking about employees. Employees were called in Bible days as servants. They serve for a reward. The Lord has blessed my master mightily, and he has become great. And he has given him flocks, heads, silver, gold, men servants, maid servants, camels, and asses. Hallelujah. Now, when you see somebody who has... 1,000 cattle. You know he is not rearing animals to just eat. No, there are two reasons why you rear animals. One is domestic. Five, ten goods. If it's coming too much, you sell, you keep the rest, you kill, and you eat. But when you have 1,000 cattle, 5,000 goods, that is a business. That is what? A business. So, you know, in, the, in Bible days, the main predominant activity 
that people do to make money was agriculture, farming, or rearing animals. At that time, there was no industrialization. There was no inventions. There was no technology. So it was purely agrarian. But these people, like Abraham, they took it large scale into a business. So the Bible said he had flocks, herds. That means a lot of goats, sheep, a lot of cattle. Then he had silver and gold. That means money from the trade. Then men servants and maid servants, employees, people that had come on board to work with him to make the business run well. So what is the purpose of business? The purpose of business, number one, to solve problems in society. Every business that will succeed must target one important thing, to solve problems. To solve problems. The number one purpose of business is to solve problems. Everywhere you see problems around is giving you a business opportunity, a business idea. So if everybody is thirsty after we close church, that's a business opportunity. And on and on and on. Problems are opportunities for business. And every business organization that will go far is solving an important problem. Because problems define value for people. Everybody say value. Now, the word value is very important because that is what defines how important a product is. Value is different from cost. Cost means what you paid to get a product. Value is why you are willing to pay that money. Please, are you following me? Value is why. What makes that product so important to you? You are willing to pay that money for it. That is value. And successful businesses know how to create products that have value. Because people buy value. People buy because of value. All right. Number two, improving living standard of humanity, which means luxury. One of the important purpose for business is creating luxury. There are people who just want to be comfortable. How can life be comfortable? And that is what business organizations, thinking every time, how can we make people's life more comfortable? And that question brings out a lot of business ideas. How can we make somebody's life more comfortable? Today, the richest man in the world is called Jeff Bezos. He has a company called Amazon. Amazon does not manufacture any product. But Amazon came into existence because this man thought, how can we get people to buy things easier than before? That means without getting up and going to the market, roaming about, spending days, looking for something. You know, sometimes you can be, you can be in need of something in a cry. You have the money, but the thing is also there, but you, you can't get it because you don't know where it is. So Amazon began to put products online so people can go online and shop. That is it. So some business organizations are not just solving problems, but they are improving upon what is already there. And that, I must say, makes more money than solving problems because luxury means people are willing to pay more. So some cars were made to solve transportation problems. Others were made for luxury. The one that was made for luxury has more features. More features. And only rich people can buy those ones. So, there's more money for it. Number three purpose for business is to create wealth. Listen, business organizations have the ability to create great wealth. Great wealth in billions of dollars. Business organizations have been known to create more wealth than any other thing. Today, companies like Apple have made 
a trillion dollars and still going. The economy of every nation is determined by the kind of business organizations that are operating in that nation. The reason why America is the wealthiest nation in the world is because it has the biggest companies, the biggest business organizations. So a government that wants to become wealthy must know how to empower entrepreneurial activity of citizens. The economy of the world is driven by business organizations. The purpose of it is to create wealth, not to make money. There's a difference between creating wealth and making money. The purpose of business organization is to create wealth. Let's go a little further and look at how to make that happen. How do we make that happen? Keys to starting a business. How do I start a business? Let's look at three things. Number one, you turn your skill and your special abilities into products that solve relevant problems. So Solomon realized that I have something special that can make money for me. It was a personal gift. Yeah. So he decided to make it available for kings from all over the world to come and benefit from it and pay him money at the same time. And every now and then, you can see that everybody under the sound of my voice, God created you to solve a particular problem. God has put in you potentials and abilities that you are not supposed to be a salaried worker and an employee for the rest of your life. So if you are a medical doctor, start as a salaried worker and plan towards building your own private hospital. That is what I mean by turning your skill into a commercial venture, into a business enterprise. Are you with me? If you are a lawyer, start as a salaried worker, but plan how you can build your own law firm. Yeah, if you are a shoemaker, you can build a shoe factory if you want. All the business owners in our world, let me give you Bill Gates as an example. He developed uh, an invention called the microchip. And for your information, Bill Gates tried to sell that invention to an already existing computer company called IBM. They did not buy it. They did not want it. They already, I mean, doing their own thing. So he decided... I will build my own company with this invention. Today, we have a company called Microsoft belonging to Bill Gates. He used his own personal gifts to build that company. And for Microsoft is much, much richer and bigger than IBM today. So you can work somewhere and build a company that is bigger than where you work. Thomas Edison was a scientist, but many scientists died as scientists. But he decided that I will not just want to be a scientist, but I will use my invention. I will build a company. So he built a business organization called General Electric. Why? Because he, he invented electric bulb and saw that he could do some commercial work with it. That's why he was a few among the scientists that was very rich. I mean, a teacher can build a school. Instead of just teaching for the rest of your life in a school, why don't you plan in the next 10 years to start your own school? Everything you do. I mean, I just spoke about Oprah Winfrey. She owns her own company today. Good. So God put in you that gift that you can take it, learn how to build a great, successful business organization around your gifts. That is the first place to begin. And many people, you don't need to pray about a business idea. There are accountants who have built accounting firms today. There are lawyers who have built law firms. They started as a, as a person. Now it's a big thing. So the first 
key to starting a business is identify your difference and use it. All right, number two, identify prevailing problems and develop strat a strategy to create a relevant solution. So when we talk about product, every product is specially created to solve problems. This chair is solving a problem for you, isn't it? If you were standing through the service, you will be uncomfortable. So this chair is solving a problem. That's why it's not free. We pay money to buy it. Everything here, this microphone is solving a problem. If it's not there, I need to shout, and my voice will soon suffer. How many of you know my clothing is solving problem? What do you think this preaching would look like if I was not wearing anything? How would it look like if I was not wearing anything? So the tailor who sold this dress is solving a problem. The factory that produced the fabric solving a problem. Every product, the taxi that brought you to church solved a problem. If not for that time, some of you will not have reached here by now. Maybe you are still on the way, speaking in tongues and coming. By the time you reach here, service is over. So the taxi is solving a problem. That's why you don't sit in it for free. When you arrive, you pay. Every product solves problems. And everybody pays when problems get solved. We're all created to solve one problem or another. A few years ago, one of our biggest problems in, in Ghana, or maybe Accra, was filth, rubbish, refuse. And that was a problem, but it was also a business opportunity, which one person identified and built a company to help solve our refuse problem. That company is called Zoom Lion. All they do is collect our rubbish. And it's a very big company now. And the owner is very rich for your information. Because every problem around. So you want to start a business, you must be very vigilant. You must be able to see opportunity in every situation. Number three, innovate new products. And I said, products must have value in order to attract a customer. People pay because they value the products. So whatever you do, you must make sure that you have defined your product clearly and that you have ensured that it is giving value to people. All right, let me say this. According to research, 90% of all business organizations that start collapse after the first five years, 90%. So it means that the fact that you start a business does not mean it will do well. There are certain special skills you need to have in order to be successful in business. Amen. But I also want to say that if you start a business once and it fails, it doesn't mean you should stop. It means there are things you didn't do right, so learn from it and start again and again and again and again until it succeeds. Because I cannot promise you that it is going to succeed. Yeah, you have to keep working at it. You have to keep going at it. You have to keep working at it until it succeeds. You know, until I learned a lot, I used, to, I used to think some people were born to be business people, others were born to be salaried workers. Now, I don't believe in that anymore. I believe everyone here under the sound of my voice, one day, if you want to be a happy person, you must understand there is an ability in you to create your own business. Some of you still don't believe what I'm saying. There is an ability in you to create your own business. Otherwise, if you are a salaried worker and you don't believe what I'm saying, the day you go on retirement, you're going to be very miserable. Yeah, because by the time you go on retirement, you don't know what to do with your life again. Salary is not coming. You're not going to work every day. You get so bored with life. I think retirement time is the most enjoyable time in people's lives. There are people, when you, went, you only mention the word retirement, their heart beat. Like they don't want to grow. It's because the understanding about life, that life is more than salary. All right, so let me, let me show you some important skills that can help you to be successful in business. Number one, creativity. Creativity means ability to innovate. 
ability to look at the problems around and come out with an idea that will be so good. Yeah, creativity. Amazon came about because of creativity. Online business is now the most, I mean, the best business because you don't need to rent shops and pay rent. You don't need to build. I mean, all you need is warehouses. You don't need to advertise too much because, I mean, I think there are over 2 billion people on Facebook alone worldwide. And I don't think there's up to 10,000 people who read graphic. So creativity will tell you the days of advertising in graphic, they are over. Social media is where the world is going. You know, me in this social media thing, I'm not good at it. Oh, please, you have to be good at it. <laughs> Otherwise, your business will not survive. You just have to be good at it. And if you cannot be good at it, that is somebody's business. So go and pay and let them do it for you. You know, there are people who are, who are good at creating, you know, managing social media pages. There are people in this church who do that. Full-time business. So you pay. If it's valuable for you, you pay for it. Amen. Creativity. Hallelujah. Creativity is when you can't say, I don't know what to do again. It won't work again. No, it will work. There's something in there. There's something in there. A lot of products have come about because of a mistake in a business decision. And that mistake brought about a new idea, a new area of business. Number two, vision, ability to see beyond now, ability to create pictures of what the business organization is going to be like. Hello? Vision is ability to start that small thing on tabletop and see, you know, retail shops all over Ghana. Vision. But that small thing on the table can become the leading, I mean, retail shop or leading supermarket shops all over Ghana. Yeah, it's vision, ability to see beyond. See something great out of the little you started and work at it and believe. Vision is where you are starting with nothing in your pocket, but you know it's temporary. You work at it. Vision is willing to sacrifice everything today, but you know the business is going to grow. You know that it's temporary. Vision. Number three, people skills. Ability to relate well with people. I've said a lot about that. If you have bad people skills, your business will never survive. Why? Because business is more than you alone. Business is putting people and resources together to create a product. You will always deal with people. Number one, people you will deal with is your customers. You don't have people skills. God will bring the customers. You drive them away. And say, if you don't like, you can go. God can bring more. God brings more. You drive them away. Say, you can go. You can go for all I care. I don't mind. You can go. And they keep going. And God keep bringing. They keep going till God is tired. And you know by now, if you don't have customers, you are out of business. Oh, yeah. It's like saying, I'm a pastor. Where is your church? Clagon. Where are the people? I don't have anybody. Am I a pastor? No. A pastor must have people. What makes me a pastor is you. If you're not here and I couldn't be preaching, I could be, I could be in the office crying, wondering, why has everybody forsaken me? People skills. People skills. Ability to relate with people well. The next one is determination. Next one, adventure. Ability to take risks. If you are somebody who is very fearful, you will always be a salaried worker because that gives you job security, safe zone to be. I am not condemning any salaried worker here. I'm just saying that place is a temporary place for you. And whilst you are there, develop your entrepreneurial ability and get out one day boldly and say, if I perish, I perish. Yeah. And start real life and create wealth. The last one is entrepreneurial exposure. It's been discovered. Research has proved that People who grew up in business homes do better in business because they watch it, they watch their mother selling, father in business, they learned it. But people, they do better 
That means if you are here and you, are, you're not, you didn't grow up with parents who were business people, what you can do is give yourself exposure. Don't run to start a business. Right from where you are working. Maybe God gave you this job because he's put you in an environment to develop your unique entrepreneurial ability. Everything you see that you criticize, God is telling you when you start your own business, don't do that to your employees. Amen. Yes. If your boss doesn't pay you well, he's telling you one day God is going to give your own company, you pay your workers well. So you learn. There are places you get a job. The reason is not to go and get salary. God just took you there to get exposure, to learn a lot, to develop skills. You may have a hard boss, but he's putting into you that discipline, that unique ability. Yeah, and taking out of you everything that can be a hindrance to your, your business skills. Because some of us, we are too lazy. We need a boss that can be hard. When you are five minutes late, he'll be hard on you. As if you, you, you didn't go to work at all. God doesn't make mistakes. Yeah. Everywhere you find yourself, there's something God wanted to learn that will give you the skills. Let me close by saying that there's a difference between a business and a self-employed person. Not all self-employed people are business owners. A self-employed person is somebody who says, I don't like to work for anybody. I want to do my own thing. And in doing that, they work. They are paid, but that is all. The purpose is survival, hand to mouth. And most artisans are living in that place, self-employed or a petty trader. A kinky seller is an example. A kinky seller by the roadside sells kinky from 6 a.m. All bachelors will find their way there and hostless and eats good kinky, hot with pepper and fish by the roadside. By 9 a.m., the kinky is finished because people don't like eating kinky in the afternoon. The reason, I don't know. So 9 a.m., she has clothes for the day. She goes home with her money, counts how much money she made. There's no calculation of how much profit was made because every money is money. Out of that money, she buys food and cooks and eats. The rest, you buy corn, buy the other things, and prepare kinky for the following day. That is petty trading. That's not a business. That thing is just a trade that is revolving around one individual. And the first thing you see there is that the person works only six to nine. The rest of the day, she's doing nothing. And there's no plan what to do the rest of the day. Are you following me? No plan. Number two, if that kinky seller is sick, all bachelors will be hungry the following morning because she cannot cook. If she's seriously sick and she cannot cook, the business is come to a standstill. And that little money that is there, she'll buy medicine and all the money is finished. When she's recovered, she has to borrow and start all over again. It's petty trading. It's not bad, but that is not a business. If you're a plumber, or an electrician, you go house to house, work for people. That is not a business. It's good. You are self-employed, but that's it. Being self-employed is different from being an entrepreneur. So today, I'm saying that it is good to be self-employed, but that is not the end of the story. You have to look beyond being a self-employed into becoming an entrepreneur because being self-employed will never generate wealth for you. It will never generate wealth. Wealth is generated by being an entrepreneur, creating a business organization. So, so I want to show you think about seven characteristics of a business organization. Eight characteristics. Number one, identity. This is where you start. A business organization must have an identity. That means a business organization must be known different from you. It must be something that is different from you. A business organization must be 
independent of your identity. It starts with a name so that you stop saying things like, I will do this for you. I'll do this work for you. I will charge this amount. You know, you're talking I, I, I because you are self-employed. And as long as you are self-employed, people can deal with you directly and they can limit you. They can limit you because they can say, oh, but me and you, we are, you know, we are friends. But your company doesn't know any friend. Company doesn't know any friend. The reason why many of you are doing a lot of things for free is because you are self-employed. But once it becomes a company, by the time you are dealing with the company, you know you have to pay. Before you even invite the service of that company, you know you have to pay. So you move from being saying, I will charge this, I will do this, to saying, my company, this is what my company does. This is how we go about it. These are the rules of engagement. This is how much we charge. And we, and we have the bill, or we have an invoice, or we have this or that. So identity, number two. Business plan. A business plan means sitting down first and designing a product. What product are you selling? What product are you putting on the marketplace? And how do you want to ensure that product has value? What kind of people skills do you need to develop the product? How many people can you get on board to do it? What is the marketing strategy? So let's bring the Kenke issue back. You see, if you want to turn your Kenke trade by the roadside into a business, you have to be able to answer questions like, who am I selling to? Because not everybody will be comfortable coming to sit by the roadside and eat kinky. You understand? So what about those who cannot come and sit here and eat? How can I still sell kinky to them? Can we go into deliveries? Once you talk about delivery, you know, other people are coming on board. There, there's kinky deliveries now, is it? Yes. There's um, a watch company. I call it company because the thing is expanding. It started in East Legon. There's one branch close to me, and it's spreading. You can just call, and watch it coming to your house. Even if you don't want to call, where the shop is, when you are driving there, and the kind of cars you see parked in the car park, you feel happy going to buy watch there. It's fully air-conditioned with DSTV, everything. Air-conditioned shop in Accra here. All they sell is watch it. The same product, are you getting me? There are plenty of motors that are carrying watch and going. And then the people are selling their plenty. It's a whole business, but there has to be a plan to it. And even though the place is air-conditioned, the food is expensive. Yeah. And so they make more money. Take your business beyond being self-employed. There has to be an identity. There has to be a business plan. If you sell kinky from morning to nine, what do you do the rest of your time? Is there other things you can sell in the afternoon? And the question is, why don't people eat kinky in the afternoon? There has to be a reason for it. There has to be a reason. A good business person must find the reason, the answers. Yeah. So, there has to be a business plan. There has to be a business strategy. There has to be people involvement. I've said that already. The moment you are thinking about a business organization, you are thinking about other people coming on board. And these people coming on board may be partners or employees or investors, but people will come on board. It is not a one-man thing. Don't misunderstand me. It could start as a one-person thing, but it can never grow as a one-person thing. People will come on board. That means you need to know the skill of recruiting people. I mean, identifying good employees and bad ones. And what kind of people that can help your business organization to grow. You need to learn all this and get yourself involved. Yeah, once you are talking about business, it's about people. Customers, I've said it, number one. Number two, investors. Number three, employees. Number four, partners. All over the place, people will be involved. Amen. Number five, independent of any one individual. Okay, I've said that already. Number six, formality of transactions. I've said that also. Number seven, sustainability and predictability. Number eight, standardized operation. Sustainability means whether you are sick, 
or you are not well, or you have traveled, business is still operating. You are self-employed, and your in-law is dead, and you have gone travel for in-law funeral. If we call you, we need plumbing service, you will not be there. And there's no plan in place to sustain the business whilst you are away, you see? So it's not a business organization. If it's a business organization, we will not even call you. There's, a, there's an office line to call. Even if there's no ex office existing, there's a number to call. And somebody will be on their way coming to your house. Sustainability. Predictability means that you have defined the quality and you have standardized it. So let me close by saying this. God wants you to become a wealthy person. And one important way to create wealth is to become a business owner. It is a difficult thing to do. Becoming a successful business person is difficult, but it is very rewarding. It is rewarding. It is one of the ways to create a platform, an atmosphere that God can bless. Deuteronomy 28, verse 11, maybe verse 12. You see, God can bless you better if you are doing something on your own. If you are a salary worker, God would have to look for other means to bless you. But if you have your own business, it's easier for the blessing to flow directly to you. And I pray for people here today that that wisdom, that grace will come upon your life. In the name of Jesus. That grace will come upon your life. New King James Version. The Lord will grant you plenty of goods in the fruit of your body. In the increase of your livestock, that means your business. And in the produce of your ground, in the land with the Lord your God swore to your fathers. Verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure. You see? The heaven to give the rain to your land in its season. To what? The, Lord, the heaven will give rain to what? Your land. That means your own business. Praise the Lord. You see, God said land because they were farmers. So rain must fall on your land, on your farm. But today, if God was speaking today, he would have said, the heavens to give rain to your business, to the work of your hands. In its season. And to bless all the work of your hand. Then you become wealthy. You shall lend to many nations. Listen, this scripture is happening now. The only way to lend to nations is to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, and I see you getting there. I said, I see you getting there. I see you getting there in the name of Jesus. You know, there are certain people when they step into Ghana now, it will be news headline. He's just an entrepreneur. They are very wealthy. He shall learn to nations, but you shall not borrow. The day is coming. You will be a lender, but you will never be a borrower. I like verse 13. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You see, you cannot be the head when you are a borrower. First, the person who lends to you is your head. But today, God is taking you out from that position. God is changing the equation. He's taking you from the position of borrower to the position of lender. A day is coming, the people who gave to you are coming back to get from you. In the name of Jesus. The people who took care of you are coming back so that you can take care of them. You shall be the head and not the tail. You shall be above only. That means the only place that you'll be is on top. I see you getting there. And not beneath. You shall be above only and not beneath. I pray over your life. In the name of Jesus, that the Spirit of God will help everyone here and give you wisdom and understanding and direction for your life. Release you from every power of poverty and lack into the place of abundance in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Effective Living with Reverend Henry Hubert. May you be blessed as you listen. Continuing with previous messages.